Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here again with Mike Meredith. Uh, Mike, we uh, no no more football really to talk about. I mean, there's some things we could talk about, but uh, we're, we're we're giving ourselves a break for a week or two before we start even talking about you know combine or the draft. But uh, Mike, how you doing this evening, man? Pretty good, man. Yeah, no football. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know there there's it doesn't feel the same without football, man. But it's okay. We got some NBA stuff to talk about. Um, I know the uh, the All Star uh, game is this weekend. Um, I was driving through downtown Indy to. I was driving around uh, downtown Indy today, and boy, was it a mess because of all the All Star game stuff that's going on. Um, it ain't fucking fun down there right now. I can tell you that much. But. Uh, uh, I know you got some stuff to talk about, but I know you also I know you want to also talk about the All Star Game. So we'll just yeah, pick something you want to talk about here, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about the All Star Game. Um, yeah, I totally forgot that the All Star Game is this weekend. Like, of course, we have the uh, the dunk contest and a three point contest and everything. So it's back to the East versus West format. Um, All Star Game doesn't really mean that much, though. I mean, the only thing now is like. The trophy is named after Kobe Bryant, uh, whoever wins the MVP. Um, I think I'm probably going to roll with the West. They just have a lot less people injured. The East, like all the people in the East are injured. Joel Embiid's injured. Um, is Halliburton playing? I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, uh, I'd have to look at that. I, I think he is, though. I know he's, yeah, I, th- I know he's been injured. Um, there was another player out East. Um forget who it was um he's out as well for injury replacement um yeah the east is just riddled with injuries the west is pretty stacked so i'm gonna go with the west here um let's take a look at the uh three-point contest participants um so this one we have uh yeah so tyrese halburn's gonna be in it because he's in the three-point contest so Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lower, Laurie Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Townsend, Trey Young. So I think the obvious pick here is either Lillard or Trey Young. They just are most known for the three ball. But usually, unless it's like Curry, um, I feel like it's it's always someone who you never expect to win every year. And I think this year, man, I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson for my pick to win three-point contests. He's been on fire with the Knicks. I think that um, that crowd's definitely going to be uh, hype as well. But also for Tyrese Halliburton as well, that's going to be that's going to be a hype crowd for him as well. Uh, but I just think that Jalen Brunson is going to come out on the top here of those guys. Do you have a uh, a pick here? Man, see that that's the problem with the three point and, and even the dunk competition. I think is is it's always someone you don't expect to uh, uh, to win it. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna go with Halliburton to win it. Um, you know, there, there, there might be a little bit of, uh, of some indie bias in there, uh, for, for the scoring for him to, uh, to go on and fucking make it. I, I think he'll win it. Um, but honestly, man, it, it's hard, it's hard to guess because it's, it's not like with, uh, um, the, the actual game itself, uh, or, well, you know, different games each night where you can kind of really pr- pick a winner every single night. Um, 
it, it's just it's just very hard to pick a winner for this competition. So, um, yeah, that's all I really got for that, though. Yep, and then um, the dunk contest, the four participants are Jalen Brown of the Celtics, Hami Hakez Jr. of the Heat, Mac McClung, who is the defending champion from the G League, uh, and Jacob Toppin from the Knicks here. Uh, this usually happens where they're actually, I mean, Jalen Brown being in it is a shock. Usually a star of that level is usually not in the dunk contest. Usually uh, it's lower end players here. Um, I think Jacob Toppin, don't really see him doing much. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Jericho Sims from last year with the Knicks. He was in the dunk contest out of nowhere and he did nothing. So I don't think he'll win it. Jalen Brown. He's not really known for being a crazy dunker, so I'm not too sure why he is uh, doing this because there's a lot better names I think could have been in this dunk contest. So I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to go down between Hame Hakez Jr. and Mac McClung. I think that's going to be the two guys that are going to be fighting for the championship, and I'm going to go with Mac McClung to win and be a two-time winner it's very common in the slam dunk contest for repeat winners two three-time winners um, you know if in mac mcclung was very popular last year with the crowd and you know his sort of underdog story that he's not even in the nba he's in the g league and doing this it's kind of uh interesting to see and he's got some crazy hops especially because uh yeah he's a white man that can jump <laughs> yeah i was actually gonna pick him to win it as well i know we, we've seen multiple uh winners of the, of that competition so um it's a little bit easier to pick uh the winner of this one uh so yeah um but uh yeah it's it's, it's crazy that he's a g league player and and he's you know winning this competition um and uh he's definitely breaking the uh the stereotype that white man can't jump that's for sure Heck. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I guess one more thing to go over that I'm not really too invested in, but other people are, is the Sabrina versus Steph uh, three-point contest or three-point shootout. Um, I think I, a lot of people are picking Sabrina to win. I think Steph's going to win. I just, man, fuck, fuck them WNBA, college, whatever, man. Fuck them players. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's gonna she's she's gonna ring it off the fucking rim multiple times. Come on, now. <laughs> this is just, this is just silly. It it's really fucking silly to me. But um, nice. yeah, let, let, let's let's do a men's versus women's game. How about that? Let, let's 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 yeah. see, you know what we could do uh, with that. I, I just uh, there's no way. There's just, just no way yeah. they would they would win. I, I I'm I'm sick and tired yeah. of seeing that shit. I, I really am. Yeah. I... <laughs> A, the best WNBA team would probably lose to a a decent high school team. Like they would, they'd get absolutely destroyed by the by the dog shit Pistons. I mean, oh for sure, they'd lose by they lose by like eighty points to the Pistons. They would literally just have to Le, buy LeBron on it. It could be it could be five on one with the best WNBA team with LeBron and LeBron would win five hundred to like eighty two. Or some shit like that. Yep. I don't fucking know how many points they score in a normal game. Yeah, LeBron would win single-handedly. Like, yeah, he would just be too. He would be able to score on every single possession. Just yeah, it'd be like it'd be. 
I, we just post them up and back them down to get a layup every time. Yeah, no, every, every fucking time. It's it's fucking. Yeah, I, I'm tired of this shit, but it is what it is. Let's move on from that. Um, yeah, I know there was a fight that we gotta talk about, so I didn't see it, so I'm gonna let you take it from here, man. Yeah, so it wasn't really a fight. It was more of an altercation that happened before the game. So Isaiah Stewart, who, uh, you know, very infamous on the Pistons, he was the one who uh, tried attacking LeBron in that one game. Beef stew! Yes, sir, beef stew. He was arrested for punching Sun Center Drew Eubanks uh, before the game. Uh, He was issued a citation, released from custody. Um yeah, so Stewart, of course, he, of course, punching Eubanks after an altercation that started shortly after he entered the arena. Uh, Stewart was already out in, with the, an ankle injury before the game, and Eubanks said it was a soft punch. That's what he claimed, and was able to play. But of course, they they mentioned that Stewart has a history with temper. And uh, next question is going to be uh, how many games he's going to get suspended? Because yeah, he's definitely going to get suspended. The Suns coach said there was no place for Stewart's Stewart's actions and I think Stu probably gets anywhere between five uh anywhere between five and ten games probably. Uh probably what he's gonna get for this altercation. Uh I'd say probably on the lower end just because it wasn't during the game. It was before the game. So it wasn't like, you know, on national TV for everyone to see. Uh so yeah, just not a good look. Uh, Beef Stew's got to be a little bit more professional, man. I don't even know what, what was said or uh, what led to the him punching him, but yeah. Yeah, I did, I did hear about it, um, listening to uh, some of the Detroit stations back home. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I saw Monty Williams was, was kind of upset with what the uh, uh, Suns organization had to say about it, saying... You know, it's unprovoked, blah blah blah. But you know, the, the NBA is doing their investigation on it, so it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, the Suns had any right really to say anything about it, uh, other than you know that there's an investigation, all that shit. So, um, I understand where he's coming from on that, um, and I, I think, yeah, he's he's absolutely right. I think the Suns did kind of screw up that, uh, you know, saying what they said about it without, you know, having any of the actual details, uh, you know, uh, from the investigation or anything, just the, the word of the player that was hit, and that's about it. So, yeah, that's all I got on that. Yeah, so, I mean, not much to really go in on after that, but, um, yeah, just seeing that and, uh, what the consequences may be. I don't think it's going to be anything too groundbreaking here, but yeah, after that, you know, um, we'll see if there's any more uh, crazy punishments or if there's anything else crazy that goes on. But yeah, I mean, that's going to do it that for that story. Um, I think now is going to be time to get into these power rankings here as well for the NBA. Yeah, yeah let's get into uh, – actually, before we get into power rankings, how about I'll, I'll talk NHL news and then we can just do both of our power rankings after that. I think that might be okay. better. Um, so a uh, couple things I just want to touch on uh, today. Um we have uh, a couple stadium series games announced. 
um, for next year or for next season for the NHL. Um, I think the biggest one is uh, Detroit and Columbus will be facing off in Columbus at the Horseshoe, uh, Ohio State University's uh, football field. Um, it'll be the first time the Blue Jackets have had an outdoor game. They're one of three teams to still never have one, um, which is crazy to think about. They've been doing outdoor games since 2008, uh, consistently anyways, um, since 2008. And, and uh, you know, teams like Vegas and Seattle have already had an outdoor game, but uh, well-established teams like Arizona, Florida, and Columbus, those three have not yet had an outdoor game yet. Every single, every other team has. Um, so it's it's, it's kind of crazy to think about that those three teams have never had one, um, especially Columbus because um, they're well, one, the only team in their their uh, division to not have one, but also because they're in a, a they're I wouldn't say a a blue blood team necessarily, but they're in a huge hockey market. Uh, so for them to have never had a uh, an outdoor game is just mind boggling uh, to me. Um, Florida kind of makes sense, but Tampa's already had one, so I don't see why Florida hasn't had one. And then Arizona, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to you know have hockey out in the desert, so. That kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I think they also deserve one um, just because they have been around quite a long time already. But I think this is an inter- I think this is the most interesting um, stadium series uh, matchup that we'll have um, at least next year uh, just because uh, one, it, it's it's Detroit and Columbus, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because there's not really a big rivalry there. Um, I think really the only rivalry you kind of get out of it is the Ohio versus Michigan rivalry there uh, between you know Detroit and Columbus. Um, but realistically, these teams don't have any you know bad blood with each other. So it, it's it's interesting, and it's also interesting it was announced today. Uh, too, because uh, also today with Columbus, they actually fired uh, their general manager, Jarmo Kekalainen, today, uh, two days after his uh, his 11th year anniversary with the team. Um, so, yeah, he was hired uh, February 13th of 2013. Um, and, uh, you know, they were – Columbus or, – or, well, he um, – he oversaw some good and some bad in Columbus, and – the last couple of years has been kind of bad, um, but uh, they, uh, yeah, the Columbus right now they're not in a good position, especially salary cap wise. Now that said, uh, the new GM is going to have to deal with a lot of that, but at the same time, he's going to be able to. Um, he he has. So the salary cap is increasing, but he also has twelve million million in cap space currently uh, to work with. Whenever they find a new GM, um, so it, it's it's kind of interesting that they got rid of him. I'm no, I know things haven't been going great lately, but he also brought this team up uh, from right from the beginning. I mean, they they made the uh, the playoffs from 2017 through 2020, um, and in that run. You know, in that in those playoff runs, they had they beat they swept Tampa in 2019, which just you know you you know all about that meme, I'm sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tampa, Tampa winning the uh, uh, the President's Trophy and then getting swept by uh, yeah. by by the worst placed team in the entire playoffs. Um, and then uh, they also upset Toronto in twenty in the twenty twenty playoffs, which nobody saw coming. And um, it's kind of funny because right around that time they they lost you know Duchesne and Panarin and Bravrovsky, and they were still really really good. And then um, yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of started this downward spiral right after uh, they extended. Uh, uh, Patrick Line having to lose uh, Bjorkstrand on the blue line, so um, it, it kind of sucks because I I think you know Yarmo did a really really good job with Columbus with what he had, but his biggest problem I think is he just overpaid a lot of defensemen and he's kind of just underpaid a lot of forwards, so it's kind of uh, you know that, that that's part of their problem is he doesn't have a lot of. Uh, uh, good signings in, of terms in terms of offensive production, but uh, anyways, I just want to kind of get your thoughts real quickly on one the stadium series game that was announced, and then also just if you have anything on uh, this uh, this firing that happened today. Yeah, so the stadium series I think is going to be interesting. You know, seems like it's going to be a, a bigger game. You know, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know too much on it, but I think it's going to be. Uh, interesting to see how the game pans out. And then, yeah, the coach firing, man, I mean, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the league, man. I mean, no one's safe. So it's tough to see, man. But sometimes when it's time to move on, man, it's time. Yeah, no. Um, I, I think Yarm, I think he's going to get another GM job somewhere. I think he is a pretty yeah. damn good GM, but – Ah, uh, yeah, no, he, he he's made some questionable moves for sure. Definitely some questionable draft picks. I think it was like two years ago he picked a guy who was like, he picked a guy some with his first over, or not his first overall pick, but uh, one of his first picks in the draft, I think it was like 21st or 22nd overall. Uh, he, he picked uh, he picked a player that was projected to go somewhere in like the third or fourth round, which is very, very weird. Um, but uh, yeah, Yarmo. Kekline was also the first European-born GM ever in the uh, in the league. So just a little note on that, kind of a a, brow, a groundbreaking, um, you know, hire when he was hired uh, all the way back in 2013. So yeah, that's really all I got uh, NHL news-wise. Um, so uh, now, uh, yeah, let's let's get power rankings uh, real quickly before power rankings. Uh, I forgot to mention real quick, MLB. Uh, all players reported today, um, so I saw that. Just a quick note on that. Um, you know, spring training's uh, now completely in full gear, so that's very exciting, of course, for the MLB. But uh, anyways, Mike, let's take it away with some NBA power rankings. Yes, sir. So, uh, of course, here just doing the top ten. Uh, we got the newest power rankings in here. Um, you know, lots of things that have changed and some some things have stayed the same but first year at number 10 we have the milwaukee bucks uh at number 10 fourth in offense 17th on defense of course uh their defense has been the the biggest issue this year they fired their coach adrian griffin they got doc rivers he's two and five since he's been hired so not good they have womp womp hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he really still hasn't made that much improvements. Um, and, and, um, like, they had one of their worst defensive games under Doc Rivers. Uh, 129 points allowed on 91 possessions versus Minnesota. Um, but then they also had their best defensive game of the season against Charlotte. But take that game with a grain of salt because that was the game after Charlotte had just traded all their players away at the deadline. So they literally had like no one playing. So I think that uh, that game definitely doesn't mean as much as the other one. Uh, Yeah, Milwaukee, man, definitely not looking as strong as they were earlier this season. Number nine is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Eighth on offensive ratings, 15th on defensive rating. I've been pretty good. Um, Again, Pretty good, but not quite as elite as they could be, or as I think a lot of people thought they would be. But they're still going to be dangerous. They have the scores, and they have two top ten players in basketball. I mean, when you have two top ten players, you're going to be in contention for anything. So as long as they continue to improve and string some wins together, maybe tighten up that defense a little bit, they'll be they'll be straight. Number eight, a team that was really hot, uh, still in the top ten here, the New York Knicks, ninth on offense and seventh on defense. I mean, they went the whole. They had the best record in the month of January. Uh, they made some moves at the deadline, getting some players from the Pistons. I think number eight is fine. Might even be a little low. They've been doing pretty good this year. Number seven, jumping up from fourteenth. 14th, 14th, on the power ranking last week is the Dallas Mavericks. Seventh on offense and 22nd on defense, so that defense is just not it. But they did just make a move to get P.J. Washington. That was their big acquisition at the deadline. They also got Daniel Gafford, who um, is, again, another uh, center and uh, who will probably bolster that defense a little bit. Them coming in to uh, help Derek Lively, who's been – uh, the starter there. So they definitely got some more rim protection and some more big men. As long as Lucas stays healthy, I think this team has a good chance of making it far. Number six, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Fifth on offense, fifth on defense. They still are elite, man. I, I think they should be in the top five. I know they haven't been as strong as they were, but, I mean, they're still thir- they're 36 and 17. Top five offense and defense. Uh, that's that's elite. Number four is or number five is the Minnesota Timberwolves moving down from spot number four last week. Eighteenth on offense, number one on defense. Again, that defense is just carrying Minnesota to wins, but um, they they definitely have cooled down since the start of the season. But they're still very respectable, thirty six and sixteen record. Just got to get that offense going. Anthony Edwards is basically carrying this offense. I mean, Carl Towns as well has been pretty good, and Rudy Gobert as well on the defensive end. Number four is the Denver Nuggets. Not that strong offense and defense, 10th and 13th. That's, you know, good above average, but not in the elite tier. So I think they'll be all right, though. I know Jamal Murray's missed a lot of time this year, and – Jokic is still putting up crazy numbers, so I think once the full team is together, they'll be all right. 
Um, they just they've dealt with some injuries for sure. Number three, I'm shocked they're not higher. I'm shocked they are they weren't uh, in the top two because they've been on fire. And as the Cleveland Cavaliers are number three here, they're 15th in offense, rating second on defense. They've won 17 of their last 18 games. Uh, only loss was to Milwaukee. I will say though, even though they did win 17 of 18, their opponents during that stretch have been pretty bad. Uh, I'd say like Milwaukee, they played Milwaukee like three or four times in that 18 game stretch where they won three or four. But the rest of the teams they're playing bottom feeders and that during that run. So I guess maybe I can take back what I said, but still to win 17 of 18 in, in the NBA, that's very impressive. Uh, I really like this Cavs team. I think they got a lot of good things going for them. Number two, which was the team last week, which was number one, was the Clippers, the LA Clippers. Third on offense, twelfth on defense. They've still been doing really well, um, but not as strong as you know, uh, like even last month. They're still twenty-seven and six since December December first. So. Still getting buckets. I think that uh, the Clippers are definitely a fun team to watch right now. But again, number one, a team that's been in the top five and number one in a lot of these power rankings, the Boston Celtics, back at number one. Second on offense, third on defense. I mean, that just tells the whole story. They're, they're dominating on both ends of the ball. They uh, they got the best record. They're 41-12. and 12. So again, they've kind of cemented themselves again as one of the top favorites here. Do you have any uh, thoughts here on on these power rankings? Uh, not really this week. Um, no, I, I really like this Cavs team, though. I know, I know they haven't played a, a lot of really, really good teams lately, uh, but still to win 17 out of 18 games, that's absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got for that one, though. So, uh, we're going to go NHL Power Rankings. Um, I'm doing from NHL.com this week just because uh, I didn't have time to assemble a, uh, a Power Rankings. Um, so, uh, I'll get into it here. Um, I already disagree with this list because the Red Wings aren't in the top 10 right now, but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so they have at number 10 right now the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they're sitting at 98 points with a 30-17-5 record. Uh, or not 98 points for uh, this power ranking, not for actual uh, points. Um, that said, um, they are sitting currently uh, second in the Metro, eight points uh, behind the, uh, the New York Rangers, so they're, they're quite a ways back, but they're tied with Philly uh, for that second spot. Um, they just have three less games played, so that's why they are sitting in second right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, in this power ranking, it looks like they're they're looking at assets that they have that they can trade away or, tra- or trade to get. Um, but... I'm not really going to get into that. But lately, yeah, no, Carolina has been, like, all in lately uh, just to win games. I mean, they have been really, really dominant on both ends of the ice. Very, very productive. Um, I'm surprised they're not uh, higher up in this rankings, to be honest with you. Um, But, yeah, they just keep on winning games, man. And 
yeah, it's uh, it's definitely showing in their record. They they had kind of a slow start to the year. Um, they were they were outside of the top three in their division, and uh, yeah, now that now they're back up to second place. But I don't think they're gonna catch the Rangers because well, the Rangers are just that good. Um, here at number nine, we have the Winnipeg Jets. They're uh, they're sitting thirty two fourteen and five. Um, they uh. They haven't been too hot lately. They've been giving up a lot of um, uh, a lot of bad goals. Although last night Hellebuck had just had his thirty-fifth uh, shutout uh, in his career, which is um, a really, really uh, good accomplishment for him. Um, you know, they just recently acquired Sean Monahan, so if they don't want to give up. Uh, uh, much in this draft because they definitely need to get some more forward depth. Um, I think they'd be looking uh, to move him if they only if since they only got him for a couple draft picks. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Winnipeg lately they've been doing really really good. Um, overall, I should say they've been doing really really good lately. Um, a little shaky, but overall, you yeah, know they've they've been uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, number eight here, they have the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they're thirty one sixteen and six. Uh, they are uh, ten points behind Vancouver, um, sitting who sits on top of the Pacific right now. Um, they are, uh, yeah, they've been very good, but. Lately, they haven't been playing the greatest. Um, you know, they, they, they've dropped a couple games uh, that they probably should have won. But at the same time, they've also beaten some teams that they, you know, could have very easily lost to but didn't. So, uh, Vegas, yeah, they, they're just looking really, really good. Really consistent throughout the year, mostly. Um, but, uh, yeah, here at number seven. They have the Edmonton Oilers sitting 31-17-1. Um, obviously, they started, um, you know, the year 2-9-1. Uh, and, and, you know, they're the worst team in the league um, outside of San Jose, who was like 0-12 like at some point. Um, but, you know, they... Uh, they uh, they turned it under they turned it around from uh, from firing their old coach and use, having uh, Chris Knobloch as their uh, as their head coach now. Um, yeah, no, very very good uh, resurgence. I know uh, a couple nights ago they absolutely beat the brakes out of Detroit eight uh, four uh, after going into the third period three three. Um, McDavid had a, a six assist game in that game which was incredible to watch a- a- after he had the, like a spin move to, to, uh, to make a pass to Ryan Nugent Hopkins and he scored. I, I just turned the game off because I was like, yep, we're getting our asses kicked. Um, but no Edmonton, they keep climbing up these rankings. Um, because yeah, they've just turned everything around. They've been playing very good hockey lately. Um, and you expect that when you have, uh, have the best player in the league on your, uh, on your team. Um, at number six, they have the Colorado Avalanche. Um, they were number three in the rankings last week, um, but uh, they're the thirty-three, seventeen, and four. Um, yeah, the the last week for them has been kind of rough. Um, you know, losing games uh, to some not so great teams. 
but uh, this team is still very young, very, very good, very talented. Um, you know, it's, it's been shaky, like I said, the last week, but overall, I still think they're in a really, really, really good spot. Um, they, uh, they currently sit, um, second in the, uh, in the central to just two points behind Dallas. Um, that said, Dallas has played two less games. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting their, uh, their battle that they've had, uh, this year between those two teams in the central, really actually between those three teams. Cause if you throw Winnipeg in there, who was on top, uh, of that division, uh, back in, uh, early January, um, but uh, the Central right now is one of the most competitive divisions at the top. At the very bottom, though, it's very, very bad. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting uh, how that division's been working out this year. But, uh, yeah, I like Colorado here at six. At number five, and I really do not agree with this. I think they should be much higher. Um, it's the New York Rangers. They're sitting 34-16-3. Um, they were number nine in their rankings last week. They're number five, and it, there's no question as to why. I mean, they've been playing really, really phenomenal hockey uh, over the last really two weeks. Um, I would put them a lot higher here. They've been one of the best offenses all season long. Um, and uh, for for them to be this low, I think, is kind of, uh, kind of laughable. I mean... Um, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no special teams for them has been really, really good. They're sitting both fifth. They're sitting fifth in both the penalty and power play, uh, penalty kill and power play this year. Um, no, uh, so yeah, their, their special teams has been really, really solid. Um, and they're and they're fifth overall on uh, for faceoff win too. So I mean, I guess yeah, if you think about it that way, I guess they should be. Uh, fifth in these uh these power rankings considering they're fifth in you know all the good team stats but uh yeah uh I, li- I like New York I think they're they should be up higher um especially over the team that's sitting number four uh that's the Dallas Stars there's 33 14 and six um they they're, they're kind of like Carolina where they just started winning out of nowhere they kind of started the season not necessarily slow but not you know at the rate that they're they're playing at right now, I mean, uh, what what they've been doing really since uh, New Year's has been um, nothing short of spectacular. I mean, they've been really really good. I'd still put New York over them for sure, but I don't mind this spot at number four for them. Um, the, the, it's a very young team that has experience in the playoffs. They've made a couple somewhat deep playoff runs. So I'd expect them honestly to be one of the contenders in the West this year. Uh, at number three, and I also disagree with it. Um, I have them at number two. Uh, personally, it's the Florida Panthers. Um, they have been on fire as of late. Um, you know, last week, they were sitting at number six in these rankings. They're now sitting at number three. Um, they have been really, really good all year. There are some times where they were kind of just like they would get really hot and then suddenly they would die off and get cold for about a week, week and a half. And then they start heating back up and then they die off again. Um, but really since the new year, they have been just very, very good, consistent. They'll win you know, seven, eight games in a row, drop one, and then win another seven, eight games, 
drop one or two. Um, so yeah, they they have a very very elite offense. So, yeah, I believe they actually have the best offense in the in the uh, Eastern Conference. Um, defense has been a little you know scary, but um, last night <laughs> they uh, they played Pittsburgh, and uh, Pittsburgh was. Had had a uh, had the penalty had a power play twice in the game, and they had only three shots on that on both power plays combined. Um, and it just tells you how good that Florida penalty kill is. I, they are sitting sixth in the league in that. So um, special teams for them, especially uh, the penalty kill, has actually saved them a lot this year, uh, despite their offense being much better than their defense. So, um, but that's good to see here at number two. Uh, who was number two last week? You have the Boston Bruins. They're thirty-two, eleven, and ten. Um, like I said, I would put Florida ahead of them because um, Boston has lost a lot of close games that they shouldn't have lost. Hence, why they have ten overtime wins this year. Um, I, Florida is is has been. If they lose games, they lose them bad, but. Boston, they they have lost a lot of close games this year. A lot of games that they should have won. Uh, like I said, um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what Boston does at the trade deadline. Um, but uh, I I don't know what they're really going to do because they're right up against the salary cap, so they'd have to give up uh, a few players just to make room for one big asset if they make if they make that move. So uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure what happens with Boston. But like I said, man, they've, they've lost a lot of close games um, that they shouldn't have even been close. So they should have blown these teams out. Um, but it is the NHL. But if you're going to be a top, you know, tier team, you have to win a lot better or a lot more of these games that you're dropping to not so good teams. And then uh, number one, no surprise here is the Vancouver Canucks. They're the best team in the league. I mean, they're sitting 36, 12, and 6. Um, the uh, it, it's, it's been a really, really interesting season uh, for them, um, especially when you consider the fact that, uh, that they had to rehire a coach that they fired uh, last season um, com- coming into the season. And he's completely turned the entire team around from what they were last year, which they were nowhere near this good. And they had a very quiet off season, um, and suddenly they're you know the best team in the league. I mean, they're very productive on both ends of the ice. Uh, they did just drop uh, this past weekend or this past, earlier this week a, a game to Detroit after being up three uh, one, and they lost it in overtime because you know they had some issues with penalties and Detroit on the power play is really, really good. And their penalty kill hasn't really been that good this year. So, um, you know, even, even though Vancouver's penalty kill isn't, you know, the greatest this year, they are still, uh, just a really, really good team. Very productive, of course, like I said, um, and, uh, Acquiring Elias Lindholm from the Flames has just boosted their offense a thousand times over because of uh, what he can bring. And just right away, I mean, he fit with the team almost immediately. So 
you you like to see that happen. Sometimes that doesn't really happen uh, too often in the uh, in the NHL, where where a guy gets traded, especially to a a division rival. Um, but he just starts clicking with that team immediately. You don't really see that uh, all too often. But, yeah, no, uh, what Vancouver's been able to do this year, absolutely incredible. Them being at number one is no mistake for sure. Uh, any uh, any thoughts on this, man? Yeah, man, I think you did a pr- pretty good job d- describing all the teams. And, yeah, Florida should have been a little bit higher. Uh, Edmonton, I know, had that huge run uh, recently as well. And, uh, Vancouver, though, still proving that they're you know, at the top of the food chain. Of course, Boston's going to be up towards the top. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of great teams. Yeah, this it, it's it, the, the the Eastern Conference man is a fucking bloodbath, though. Uh, especially for the uh, the wild card spots, you have you know half half the uh, over half the uh, uh, conferences. Uh, a playoff worthy team this year. I mean, that's how, that's just how good that Eastern conference is. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully Detroit can get a win tonight, get themselves, uh, you know, two nice points, secure themselves higher up into, uh, in that last wild card spot that they hold currently. And, uh, yeah. So, um, anyways, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, there's, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Um, next week, we're going to figure out some stuff to, to do to talk about. Um, obviously, we have spring training, uh, so any news out of that, we could definitely talk about. Um, and we'll, I'll, we'll we'll cover what happens with the, uh, the NBA All-Star Game on Tuesday's episode for sure. Um, anything else that comes up newsworthy-wise in any of the leagues, we'll just really talk about, and uh, we'll go from there. But... Uh, Anyways, guys, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. Let us know uh, what you want to see more of. Um, check out our YouTube page again, of course. Uh, help us out there. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.